Hi, it's Cam. Before we get started, we want to take a moment to honor Daniel Jones. On July 20th, the death of Daniel Jones was announced, shocking the entire music world. Daniel worked with such artists as Erica Badu, Rihanna, Mary J. Blige, and our own Janet Jackson, working with her for over 15 plus years. The husband, father, brother, son, friend, and musician accomplished so much in his 51 years on earth, leaving so many to gripe with the loss and celebrate his lasting life. Janet said, Daniel Jones was more than an incredible talent. He was a brother, an energy, a light. While his time here with us was cut short, his memory will live on strong and forever. We are so blessed to have known you. May you rest in eternal paradise. We dedicate this episode of the Janet Jackson Podcast, the Together Again episode, to him. We are grateful for Daniel. His light shines on. Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we are going to talk about Janet Jackson's record-breaking tour, Together Again. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you know I gotta talk about you real quick. You, you gotta talk about me? Yeah, I gotta talk about you first. Because uh, I'm officially naming you the president of the We Outside <laughs> Club. Really? <laughs> You're the president. <laughs> because I've, every time I've talked to you, you're at a hockey game, you're at the WNBA, you're at these concerts. Okay, I'm that's fair. <laughs> Like, I'm like, are you at home at any time? Like, <laughs> you out there. They let you free and you roam. <laughs> These are the facts. But I, I feel like I'm not alone in this. This might be a co-partnership. <laughs> oh, you know, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Coming me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but one thing that comes with being outside is we have to deal with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. <laughs> It's like there's a love-hate relationship with Ticketmaster. I don't know if I have a love. I want to hear about this. I got a hate relationship. Well, well, I do love Ticketmaster because, you know, for a while, they've been my number one source when it comes to music concerts. Now, sports, I use a whole nother app. But the thing with Ticketmaster is they have gotten too big for their britches. Not britches. Britches. <laughs> All right, Esmeralda. <laughs> You need a name fitting a britches. It's got to be a name for at least a 76-year-old. Hey, that's how I feel. I feel like I done got old and they just taking advantage of me. Because, number one, I love going to concerts. But they got to do something about these resellers. They got to do something about these formats to get these tickets. It's to the point to where I feel like if I don't catch a ticket as they open the web the website up, I'm out of luck. Yeah, you're right. Listen, I was watching something the other day and they were kind of explaining all of the entities that Ticketmaster owns. And it's like StubHub, SeatGeek, Mm -hmm. and something Mm -hmm. else. And I was like, okay, so wait, they're just selling the same ticket over and over and over for different prices and putting all of the money in their pockets? Mm -hmm. That's wild. That's wild. It sounded almost like it should be illegal. Right. And then they feed, it's so many fees. I feel like if I hit the letter buy and B, they're going to charge me a fee. No, for me. real. <laughs> I finally started clicking the button. Like they have a button now where you can see the fees before you purchase. Because I was like, I can't deal with this shock every time. <laughs> you know, you think you got a good deal and then your price doubles when they add the fees. I just feel like, man, Ticketmaster got to do better. I know Beyonce was trying some things to try to help out. But I just feel like Ticketmaster could 
just really need to step their game up. Well, Taylor Swift is suing, I think. And um, honestly, I don't know any Taylor Swift songs, but this is my favorite thing she's ever done. <laughs> oh, I could go on about Taylor Swift. I got a gripe about her, but that's why. Well, I, I definitely have gripes about her. <laughs> Another thing, we, it's interesting how concert goers are now trying to be the star of the show. Like, some these people going crazy at these concerts, doing crazy things. Um, I don't know if you heard about the singer BB where she got hit in the face. Like, yes, I all messed up. And I'm just like, who throws their cell phone? Of course, who throws their cell phone? Period. Those things are expensive. And then you're gonna hit your favorite pop star? What? Yeah, people are unhinged. Unhinged is the only way I can describe the behavior of people outside. And he even went on to say something like he was intending to hit her because he thought it would be fun. And I just, I guess I don't understand that. And at Pink's concert in June, a fan tossed a bag of her mother's ashes on the stage. Right. People are treating celebrities like, like they have a right to access them in every way. You do not have a right to access them. Yep. Everyone trying to be a part of the show, everyone trying to make a memory for themselves, everybody trying to get people's attention while they're on the stage and all of this. That's fine. Like yeah. if they make eye contact with you, yay. Okay, but don't throw a phone at her head to get her to do so. Right? Like right. get yourselves together. They're not your therapists. They're not uh, morticians. <laughs> Why are you throwing to the stage? Like Mm-mm. and furthermore, just know how to act in community because I have been to concerts where there are people around who are ruining the experience for other people by just trying to be the main act. So again, I don't know what the rules are. I just feel like you should have the most fun you possibly can without ruining it for someone else. Like that's the line. And speaking of concerts, um, uh, Essence Fest was Mm -hmm. recently here uh, over the July holiday and um, somebody caused quite a stir. Yes, it's my girl Janelle Monet. Oh, I love her. I love her. Let her know. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I cook, I clean, I work <laughs> remote. So I got plenty of time. <laughs> just tell me what time everything needs to be done. <laughs> I've just been always been a, a fan of her creativity. And I, I love it. And yes, she was at the Essence Festival. And she just she just let y'all know she is free like a bird. <laughs> and um uh, she flashed a little titty while doing it. Can I say titty? Yes. <laughs> it has been very out. interesting. She's been on, um, I'm going to call it, um, revealing isn't the word because I think it's more revelatory. I think that she is really celebrating finding Janelle Monet is. I yeah. even remember when she came out, you know, and she was sharing that she was non-binary and even her declaration for non-binary, she was like, my pronouns are free as a motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> and they are they, them, her, she. Yes. And I feel like she's really embracing all sides of who Janelle Monet is. And I feel like she's just growing up in front of the world and people are trying to put Janelle in the box that Janelle's always been in. Yes. And, and I what think- I have noticed, like, you know, after Essence Fest, when she shared her breast, um, wouldn't even, you didn't even see a nipple. Like, folks was all upset. Like, y'all have seen everything that is on this stage right now. You have seen it yeah. on, on primetime television. There is yeah. nothing here. You you guys are doing too much. Yeah. Um, but she received so much backlash from it. 
And I get folks are on both sides of this. I get there's a time and a place for everything and this, that, or the other. But some of the people who had something to say were very startling to me. Like, imagine my surprise going onto social media and seeing Luke Campbell of mm. Two Live Crew. <laughs> Uncle Luke. Having something to say about Janelle Monet. And he, I think specifically he said, what is this girl going through? She's never been out there like this. Is it a midlife crisis? And the answer to that might be yes, but that's not my business. And also, I think a lot of things that present as midlife crises are just people finally having the courage to do what they would have done 10 years yeah. ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. So we call it a crisis, but sometimes it's not an identity crisis so much as like an identity reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And so I think that's what it is. It feels very similar to me as when. Janet made the transition from Rhythm Nation to the Janet album. Yeah. Do you remember the outcry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and from T.J. Jackson, I, I can honestly, she caught more flack from her family. And it's still an outcry, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it feels like, you know, Janet was who she was, Rhythm Nation. She I had mm-hmm. always, I mean, I don't even think she ever wore her collar open. Like it was buttoned up to the top button mm-hmm. um, until she was 23. Mm-hmm. But people are allowed to grow and evolve and discover themselves and become who they would like to become. And again, if you don't want to partake in Janelle Monet, you ain't gotta. I think what people have to understand is when she first hit the scene, she wanted us to focus more on the music than her body. Now that she has your attention, now she's going to reveal more and more about herself. And like you said, it's her evolution. Is it scary as a true fan? Yes, because I know people and and I know they did this to Janet too. look at it as a gimmick. She doesn't have to do this to sell CDs or streams, whatever we're selling now. Is it scary to her true fans? Yes, because we're she was at one point, you know, the one thing that was not a part of the machine. But now she's saying, I'm not still not a part of the machine, but I have grown. And we have to embrace that she's growing. I love it. It scares me. But I mean, I'm all here for it. And you're right. With Janet transition from Rhythm Nation, Rhythm Nation to the Janet era, people were freaking out just because she was showing her stomach. And I'm like, right. Janet is always right. Our grand introduction was a halter top and people were losing their mind. Right. But and if people have, if you listen, read Jenny's book, she herself in Rhythm Nation didn't feel sexy. Like we saw her in Pleasure Principle, and we was like, Jenny got a body. Right. And when we body, saw yaddy, her in, yaddy. Yes. And when we seen her love would never do, we was like, wait a minute, she got the hair up and she's, people can't stay the same skin. You got to keep evolving. So yeah, exactly. It. it just reminds me of Jay Z. Mm-hmm. one of the best things he ever said was if you like the old stuff buy the old album right like, i'm making this now hey i'm like that with artists like sometimes artists take me somewhere and i'm like you know what i can't i can't go with you on this trip but i'm gonna listen to this old stuff right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but speaking of janet now you know we gotta talk about them ticket master sales that came out 51 million 51 yeah and why i was so hyped and i mean everybody on twitter shout out to all the fans on twitter that were like boo y'all y'all see the numbers y'all see the numbers and the reason why i got hyped about seeing the numbers for myself is because when janet announced that she was going on tour 
there was a little, you know, a little, little top, a little chatter. And I was just like, come on now. Once again, y'all have to realize that Janet can sell, she can sell sugar to a cake. All she got to do is <laughs> do her hit. And we, we sit up there like that. It's yeah. Janet. And I'm proud of her for it. <laughs> and more than ever, really. Yeah. So I would say, like, when I first saw the story, I didn't read the article. So it's a billboard article. And initially, I didn't read it because I always have this, like, gut reaction to those types of numbers or those types of articles. And that is, I just don't think dollars earned is a reasonable way to assess an art or an artist. And so, like, I'm never really caught up in, like, how many millions of cells, right? Because mm -hmm. it just, to me, it doesn't mean that much. But as I read the article and just to understand, this was really epic. Mm -hmm. According um, to the figures reported by Billboard, the run earned her 50.9 million, sold 479,000 tickets across 37 shows in the U.S. And that's really impressive for a host of reasons. But I would like to point out that I immediately thought that this number was due to like inflation, Mm -hmm. But really, Janet's ticket prices were priced very similarly to previous runs mm -hmm. um, and much less than some of the contemporaries that are out there. So like mm -hmm. you could not get a Beyonce ticket or a Taylor Swift ticket for the price of pretty decent seats mm -hmm. at the Janet Jackson mm -hmm. show. And yet she still was able to put up these numbers. And she also did it with fewer shows, you know, previous yeah. runs were, you know, 60 shows, 70 shows in the 90s, 100 shows in and um late 90s um, yeah. and so she did this with this is the most money she's ever made in a tour I think the closest was all for you um in 2001 and that ended up uh, making 46.9 million um in 2001 and so this is the most ever with half the dates wow so the truth is she just simply sold more tickets like more people went to see her yes mm -hmm. <laughs> and to do all of this with nothing to promote nothing no album no single, nothing. Mm -hmm. People just out there to see her sing the songs we've all heard her sing hundreds of times. And so to me, that is really what is most impressive about this, that her fan base continues to grow and mama not putting out any new music. Mm -mm. In fact, it caused people to go back to the catalogs, go back to the discography and re-examine some of them, you know, I think, what was it, 20YO? Yeah. She was going to make y'all listen to 20YO and to me, she, Joe, I don't she, care what. And she did. Y'all was going to listen to those. Yes, but I also think what was smart of Janet to do was, she, to me, got an early jump on the concert season. So people who were having to wait on other artists to get their act together, Janet was like, I'm already ready, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. But you know so, what? She was in the midst of so many tours and there's only so much money to go around. So again, to be able to get more butts in the seats and to be able to make more money than ever mm -hmm. while Beyonce's on tour, Taylor Swift's on tour, Lizzo's on tour, so many spectacular artists, mm -hmm. big, well-known artists, contemporary artists are mm -hmm. on tour right now. And she was still able to command such a large slice of the pie. Mm -hmm. She came into the middle of Janet's like, I'm back here, but I'm coming up, baby. I'm coming Listen, up. Listen, yes. Don't sleep um, on mama. <laughs> don't sleep on don't her. Don't sleep on her. <laughs> um, yes. And so I was so excited to get the chance to talk with our guest coming up about record breaking together again tour. Um, mm -hmm. You weren't able to be a part of that conversation. And I needed you. I should point that out. I needed you. <laughs> yeah, you needed me. <laughs> so, 
so much went awry, but we were able to get it done. I had a conversation with uh, Kimberly and Hassa and Lanell about their experiences on the Together Again tour. So that is what we're going to do now. Today, I am joined by three members of the Jam Fam, Hassa, Kimberly, and Lanell. Before we jump in to talking about the Together Again tour, I would like to know a little bit about each of you. I want you to tell me where you're from and how you fell in love with Janet Jackson. Let's start with you, Kimberly. Hi, everyone. I'm Kimberly. I currently live in Atlanta, but I'm originally from Jamaica. And I fell in love with Janet back when I was nine years old, when the Rhythm Nation album dropped. And uh, I was attending the Edna Manley School of Dance in Jamaica. And I was too young to be a part of this three dance ensemble where Love Will Never Do Without You was one of the songs. And I was too young to be in that part of the piece. And so I sat on the side of the stage and I danced my little butt off and I've I've just loved her ever since. Good deal. Good deal. Lanelle, tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you fell in love with Janet Jackson. I am originally from Oakland, California. And I go way back. So I liked her as Penny on Good Times as you know, as a senior member of this group here, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I fell in love with her, actually, uh, when she was on Different Strokes and right before the release of her first single, Young Love, on her 1982 album, Janet Jackson. And I was just obsessed, right? Uh, even as a kid. And my mom was like, child, can you take some of those posters down? <laughs> so by the time she got to touring and Rhythm Nation, I was like, child, I've been waiting almost a decade, girl. What? what? Yeah, um, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, hi, everyone. So um, my name's Tessa. I'm from uh, Melbourne, Australia. I've always liked Janet from the Control era, but it wasn't until the Love Will Never Do Without You when I really fell in love with her. Generally, I like to say I became like a full-fledged um, mega fan during the Janet era, just because Love Will Never Do Without You was towards the end of the previous era. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, since then, um, just loved loved her endlessly. Um, you know, been online since like the mid '90s. Made a lot of like Janet friends online from overseas, and one was like a European one, Miss Janet fan club, and then uh, the friends of Janet one, which was I think more American. Um, used to go on there and chat like endlessly. You know, um, finding other people that like loved Janet as much as me and discussed her like nonstop. You know, whenever I was allowed to go on the internet, because back then was dial up modem days right. and. And then uh, there were like email mailing lists where people would chat in and pretty is, you know, now it's all on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So made a lot of friends um, over the years, which has been great. Many that I've met for the first time this year. So Yeah, um, I definitely want to hear more about you meeting so many folks for the first time this year, because I know you've had a pretty wild past few weeks. Uh, but first, I want to ask, Lanelle, tell us a little bit about your first Janet Jackson concert. Oh, my goodness. Okay. First Janet Jackson concert, L.A. Forum, Rhythm Nation tour. And I I was a starving college student. You got to keep the, remember that. And so when the tickets went on sale, I didn't have money enough to get them right away. So I was able to get a ticket like for the third or fourth. She was doing she did four nights on the first stint and I think three nights on the second stint there. I got a ticket for like the, the third show in L.A. And I was like, okay, she's going to be here for two nights. I got to find a way to get here. I mean, so by the time that when the concert came, I actually bought tickets from a scalper, which I have <laughs> never done. Fortunately, they, I got, I was able to get in, but the tickets were for me and um, my friend Darren Stein, who's a movie director now, and my friend Shauna. Uh, no, uh, it wasn't Shauna. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know, the three of us. But anyway, and we were way up in the nosebleeds on the side. I was just magical for me that night. It was so incredible. And 
you know, while we were singing and dancing and just carrying on through the entire show, just mesmerized. Mm -hmm. And after the show, this was the, the first night after the show, we went back to where the buses were, you know, because I had on my like custom made T-shirt. And I was just like, <laughs> we, we want to see the dancers. We want to see them. You know, we're waiting for the tour buses. Yeah. <laughs> and so Renee, who was her husband at the time, secretly, she was secretly married to Renee Elizondo at that time. He came out, he saw us and he was talking to us. And, you know, I was telling him, like, I said, listen, I went to Pepperdine, which is the college that I went to. I went to Pepperdine because Janet Jackson said she was going there. She told Dick Clark that she was going there on American Bandstand. And so that's where I'm going to school. <laughs> I was serious, right? And so he was like, really? And then so we started talking and he and he's like, you're like, a, I said, you don't understand. I've been waiting for this tour for eight years. Oh. And I and so he said, well, why don't you come back tomorrow night and be my guest in the front row? And I was, and he said, be Janet's guest to the front row. I was like, shut the front door. Wow. And so, and so he ended up giving me front row seats to all seven shows. I mean, what? six of the seven shows. Oh he gave me God. front row seats to everyone. Yeah. So I was, Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just absolutely incredible. So yeah, Rhythm Nation. It start. I, I started out at the, at the bottom. I mean, at the top of the arena. He started from the bottom. Now we here. Now we're here. <laughs> that was the first, my first uh, concert experience. That so is awesome. fantastic. I love that, that story. I also love, sir, you chose an entire university based on an interview with Dick Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. My mother still teases me about that. <laughs> Actually, you should, but I love it. It worked out for you in every way. Yeah. Um, Hansa, what was your first Janet Jackson concert? Um, my first one was uh, the Velvet Rope. Uh, came down Australia. Came to Australia. Um, my first one was actually meant to be the Janet tour. But on the week of the concert, um, I broke my leg, so I couldn't actually go. Oh no! Um, so I decided uh, next time she comes here, I'm just gonna make up for it, and ended up going to like most of the Aussie shows uh, for Velvet Rope. Uh, two Melbourne, two Sydney, uh, Newcastle, one or two Brisbane, I think it was. Um, you went yeah. on tour with her. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was such an amazing thing just because I was like freshly 18. Wow, that's a, um, that's a fantastic story. All right, Kimberly. I came to the States in 1999 for college. And Lana, like you, I had to scrape and scrunch. They announced the All For You tour. I took the train to Boston from New York ended up being interviewed randomly by some radio station on the side of the street because I was just doing the choreography as we were walking. So we had amazing seats because, you know, I, I refused to watch Janet from up in the rafters. <laughs> so with all the songs, I was maybe three or four people in. I would come out and I would dance in the aisles and the security would come over and tell me, you know, ma'am, can you please go back to your seat? Kate, when she started doing If, I I pushed everyone out the way, went back in the aisle and started dancing. And I just felt when the security guard put his hand on my neck, on my shirt, and lifted me up out of the aisle and put me back in my seat and was like, if the next time you come out, you are going to be thrown out. Wait a minute, <laughs> you were like, airborne? Oh, God, <laughs> no, but yeah, so <laughs> it was great. It was, it was, that was my first experience with, with her. And I was just like, every other one after that, I have to be there, have to be there. <laughs> I want to turn our attentions now to the reason that we have all gathered today. And that's to talk about the Together Again tour. I was so excited when Janet Jackson announced this tour. I had no idea what it was that we should expect. Um, you know, in 2020, the tour that was titled Black Diamond was initially canceled and some time had passed. So I wasn't sure if there would be another show or what it would be like. But boy, oh boy, was I surprised with the Together Again tour. 
So Janet kicked off this tour at the Hard Rock Live at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on April 14th in 2023. And as we know, the tour went for about 30 cities, maybe 35 cities, I can't recall exactly, in the United States and Canada, and included five stops in California, which I thought was crazy, five sold out stops in California and then wrapped in Seattle on June 21st. Um, And I wanted us to just kind of get together and have a conversation about this tour, because for me, I don't know how you all felt. And I know you've seen multiple tours, but something was different. Um, Something was special and something was right with this show from the very beginning. And so I'm so excited to have the opportunity to chat with you all about your experiences um, at the Together Again Tour. Some of you who had multiple experiences at the Together Again Tour. Um, so I want to talk about just kind of your your initial impression. Hasuk. So when the um, announcement was made and it was called the Together Again Tour, I knew I had to be there if it was going to be like a tribute to that work, which didn't really end up being as much, but... Either way, I was just excited I had to be there. I noticed that a lot of the wording was saying like North American tour. A lot of times tours say world tour and other dates get announced later on. And because of the documentary, her mentioning that she wanted to go out in one last big bang, I just didn't want to risk it if she didn't come to Australia or anywhere close by. I just knew I had to be there if it was her final hurrah. Yeah. Like, as soon as I heard the tickets were going on sale, of course, it's just, that's just a non-negotiable at this point. I'm not a starving college student, so the day they are on sale, I need the pre-sale code if necessary or whatever. I'm setting alarms. So when I got the, <laughs> when, the, when I got the notification that she was announcing this tour, I was like, oh, well, here we go. I just thought that she just had nothing to prove and she just, she just was just there. And it was just really for us, but like the, with the deep cuts and all that stuff that she did, I just was like, yeah. This is, this is a winner. This is, this is a banger. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my next question. So I went, I don't want to say I had low expectations because you cannot have low expectations of Janet Jackson, but I was really curious about like how, or if this would be very much different from like, you know, Unbreakable or the State of the World Tour, because we have seen her tour for several years now and not really promoting anything, you know, just just out there having a good time. Kimberly, talk to me about the atmosphere in the arena. Where did you see it? What was the atmosphere like? And like your impression the first 10 minutes or so. So, you know, we are in Atlanta and Ludacris is our boo too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he legit turned up the plates. I mean, it was fire. It was, it was amazing. The vibe, I mean, he was an amazing opener. Um, so for me, you know, like Lanelle, I think that this tour is for the super fans, is for the people from day one. But the first 10 minutes, I feel like it was like, oh, my God, she looks fabulous. She sounds great. She's still moving. She's the energy. All I kept thinking was, I hope she does everything. Like, I just want to see everything that she's ever done. And she pretty much did that. And it was just so enjoyable. I cannot, I couldn't have gone with a better group of friends. We're all Janet fans. We had a nice club suite area because my friend won, wanted at an auction. For me, because I'm like the super fan of the group, they actually gave me my ticket for free. I had all the space in the world to get down and boogie. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, she is just almost like she was talking to you. You know, she was yeah. recurating your life the way you you lived it with her throughout her music throughout the ages. And I could remember where I was when everything happened, when every, every song. So it was amazing. Loved it. 
Yes, you talked about the soundtrack to your life, essentially. And it's so funny that you say that. So I have a friend who believes herself to not be a Janet Jackson fan. However, if we're out or if a song comes on, she can tell you exactly where she was, what bar she was sitting in, what stool she was on when she first heard <laughs> that song. It, it's that specific. And I feel like that is that is part of the joy of being a Janet Jackson fan is that one, like she is it. It's the way that she's able to touch people's souls and their spirits. And that's, that's the one thing I think that has kept so many fans. And that's what I think packed that arena because we showed up, we didn't know what we were going to get, but we just knew that we would get Janet and that whatever it was, was going to be special. And I want to say kudos to you and your friends, because that's a, that's a serious friend group right there. Got club seats, got, got you listen, a ticket in there. So listen, do not mess with the bougies. We I, are, we, we are on tippy toe <laughs> point. Okay. The bougie okay, well, you so, hop yes, on the bougies are, for me because they were doing it big. I'm excited for you are, all. I love that. Okay. So tell me more about this dancing. You really put on a show and it made quite an impression. So back to the theme of dancing, um, an amazing friend of mine, she recorded me while I was doing the choreography for Doesn't Really Matter. And I legitimately, I didn't even realize she was recording me. Um, so she recorded it. She posted it on Twitter. And the very next day I had to leave to go to Mexico very early in the morning. And I landed. I, we had some issues getting to the hotel and stuff. So I was tired. I fell asleep. And only to wake up to the fact that Janet herself had retweeted me, <laughs> retweeted uh, the video, yes, <laughs> saying love this with a heart. And all the blood just rushed the bottom of my feet. I just, I couldn't stand. <laughs> I had to sit down. My friend Lisa also posted it on, um, on Instagram. And my girl, as you, you know, this is why I tell you I love her so much, Janet. She doubled down and she liked me on Instagram too. So. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> and I mean, and I think the best part about it too was that the comments were so amazingly positive. You know, the internet can be a very crazy place sometimes. <laughs> well, listen, I saw that video and you did yeah. not miss a beat. You were getting it. And I'm so glad that Janet was able to see it. I think that's really cool when she acknowledges folks from the Jam fam who are just doing cool yeah. stuff out in the sphere. Yeah. So, Mr. Hassa. I want to hear about your first show. I know you went to several. I want you to tell us about all of them. The first show was um, Irvine. And as soon as I, like, you know, went through the gates and um, there's like a little, uh, like a huge grass area where, you know, there's people buying drinks and food and there's like DJs and dance floors and games. Like the atmosphere was just amazing before, before even taking my seat, you know, it was just the the love everyone had everyone was just smiling in a good mood i'm like uh, i'm finally glad that i'm getting to see janet in her home country i got to mingle with some fans that i've never met before as well a lot of people like my shirt that i was wearing it was a rhymoji oh cool you know, if you know him yeah mm -hmm. like that was a good conversation starter so um with a lot of nice people yeah but yeah when janet came on i was just gobsmacked uh, she looked amazing she sounded amazing the dances were great Love the stage, like love everything about it. The the first show uh, was more just me being gobsmacked, and that generally always happens to me when I see Janet. I always see her multiple times, just because the first one I'm just so gobsmacked and can't believe I'm here. Uh, now, where else did you yeah. see her? So two days later in San Diego or Chula Vista, I think it's pronounced. And then uh, I saw her in the last two shows uh, in Portland and Seattle. 
Um, Fantastic. So, and you you took in a few few other uh, legends while you were here. Yeah, and like uh, my whole trip was planned around Janet. And then while I was here, I just happened to have a, a Mariah um, concert at LA Pride. Saw uh, TLC on Vogue, uh, Kylie Minogue, Deborah Cox. Uh, I think that might be it. And Janet um, yeah, Cortez. So. Right. Yeah, did you, and did you this, did you <laughs> this man was on his own summer yeah. tour. Yeah, it was just, it was so great. And then just also the um, the Broadway shows, because I also flew to New York in between the shows um, and got to see the MJ musical, which was like, amazing. And saw um, Moulin Rouge with Jojo. She, she was playing the lead. Oh. So even if you took away Janet, like it, it was a trip of her lifetime, but Janet obviously just... Janet obviously made it, you know? Like, right, yeah. It, I want to talk about the set list. How did you all feel about the song choices? Was it what you expected? Was there something missing that you were hoping for? Lanelle? I, I don't know. I, I always feel like she's going to give you something different, some type of surprise. So I was just kind of like, I'm just open to the process. Whatever you're giving me, I'm going <laughs> to be here to receive, lady. That's the uh, way. But when, okay. <laughs> But when she opened with Demita Joe, I was like, oh, we are, we're doing it like that tonight. Oh, is this oh, what we're okay. doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. So she's just settled and in it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, like she's, I don't have anything to prove. This, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. You know, so I, I love the set list. And I always like when she, there's certain hits I always want to hear. But then, like I said, when she started doing some of those other cuts and stuff like she hadn't done before live, like um, Girlfriend, Boyfriend and... Uh, do it to me and stuff. I was like, oh, and these are like my songs. These are my jams from these albums that are like well underrated. I was thrilled. She always knows what I need. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Amen. <Yeah>. Listen, <laughs> I gotta tell you. So the set list for me, this is this was my initial thought. Like when it opened up and started with the media show, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I don't know what this is gonna be. I really did my best to stay away from the show, so I didn't know very much about it. I just showed up. Uh, so when it opened, I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Let's let's see what happens. And then it went from Demi to Joe and to Together Again with the DJ Premiere remix. And then we got Feedback, which, listen, I'm always going to turn up for Feedback. Mm-hmm. So much better. And then If, like right off the bat, like pat, 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 pat. I don't think we've ever had this combination of songs in this way because, you know, she does a lot of medleys because when you have 100 hits, you you know, you have to group your songs to, to fly right through them. Um, but this felt... I don't know. It felt better paced. Yes. Previously for me, some of the shows felt like like just when we were getting into a song, she was off to the next one. And, and I didn't mm-hmm. really get to lean into that song. I mean, her shows are typically around 40 songs, 45 songs. I feel like this one was that, but it just felt better paced. But it, it just felt no, better did, paced. Yeah. But I will say, y'all making me feel like I might not be a real fan. Um, but some of those songs, I was like, why, 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 why are you doing this to us? <laughs> I, I was not upset from the standpoint of I know that just because I don't like a song doesn't mean it isn't someone else's absolute favorite. So like I will endure. But I just felt like girlfriend, boyfriend, yeah. is that anybody's favorite song? And then Lanelle just said that was his jam. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that song too. Like, like too. when I saw that song on the set list. Listen, that's why I just sat on my hands and let y'all enjoy it because I want. I was like, I want everybody to get what they need. This isn't what I need. I don't need this at all. But I was happy that everybody was really jamming and really into it. So I was like, okay, she really is trying to, you know, this. 50 years into a career, she's still finding ways to give us something different, something exciting, something that we don't expect. So, like, I appreciate the care 
This woman been doing this a long time. And I just appreciate the care with which she seems to craft these shows. It's like she is so committed to giving us whatever she feels is the best she's got at that moment. She's just so committed to that. And you can tell, like, the show is just curated beautifully. Yeah, I agree. And I love I love that, like, um, every album since uh, Control Onwards was represented, you know, mm -hmm. um, where you don't get that yes. in many tours. Like, it, it was almost like the 20YO tour, you know, with so many 20YO songs, which I love. Mm -hmm. I, I thought the set list was amazing. What were your impressions of the costumes, uh, the sets, the choreography? I like it still felt mesmerizing, but yet intimate. I liked that the stage was open. It wasn't, there wasn't too much going on, a bunch of stuff exploding over here every five seconds and lights and, you know, all this craziness going on all the time. Kind of just like, well, where do I look? The costumes, uh, I wasn't, they weren't the most flattering in my opinion. They were better than the ones who were in the Vegas residency. I didn't hate them, but I wasn't crazy about them. I feel you. I was excited that I was a little concerned about the costumes because I just, I'm just so happy we moved on from that orange abomination from the Kentucky Derby. So, <laughs> When it wasn't that, I was delighted. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't care what it was, but I, I really liked um, the black and white number that she did. That was, you know, had the skirt attached as well as when it became just the kind of the pant ensemble. And I liked the gold yeah. ensemble too. I wasn't sure about the bow, but that's not my business. That's her business. She liked the bow. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I overall thought that she looked great i thought she sounded amazing yeah and the stage yeah. like you said lanelle the stage it wasn't over the top i actually kind of ended up sitting like off to the side a little bit so usually i go to a Janet jackson concert my policy is i need to see her teeth and so i couldn't <laughs> see her teeth in the front from like where the tickets were available when i was able to get them so i had to sit like off to the side and i was a little concerned about that but it was really cool because i could see her entering and exiting the stage and i could see everything that was kind of going on behind the set as well as when she got out front so it was really cool to see kind of the mechanisms of the stage how it functioned like the stage was a part of the performance as well the way it was able to open up and the band swings out and then you know it closes up and the screens come down and then there's the laser light show I thought that there was so much going on but it still felt so simple and so intimate and so solely focused on her and I love that the way they used up all the space was like I was pretty impressed with it like when I first heard that there was only like four dancers I thought like that was um, an interesting choice. But like actually seeing the show, it just worked. You know, the five of them on stage together, I didn't miss having like eight, nine dancers, you know? Yeah. As for the costumes, um, I'm never a big costume person. Um, I, my main thing I look for is um, if she's able to move in it and you can see the dance moves properly because she felt comfortable wearing it, you know? To, to your point, Hassa, about her being comfortable, there was one, I can't remember which one it was, but she had on sneakers with it, but she, it was like all sequins and she had sneaks on. And I was like, there you go. Get comfy, my girl. Like, yes, you need <laughs> to be able to move. Absolutely. She really went back to the, you know, the sexy Janet that we know, that we grew up on, that we grew with as she developed and as, you know, as she got more comfortable with herself. Yeah, for sure. Oh, let's talk a little bit more about the choreography. Um, one of the things that I kind of noticed about the choreography is there were a lot of like her traditional sets that she would do, her traditional moves that she would do, like the, the moves we know from the video. I love the way that they have tailored those dances to be 
to meet her where she is now and to not lose anything at all. Like I thought everything looked amazing and it fit her and the way she's moving now so well. Like for instance, even with uh, Rhythm Nation, uh, you know, we're used to seeing Rhythm Nation with what, 13 dancers? Um, And it's Mm -hmm. just the five of them and how great it looked and how well it represented that era of of dance and of movement, but how well it suited her now. I was just amazed at the way that she was able to bridge that gap. Yeah, it was the choreography. I thought was yeah, was just on point. Like you said, and meeting her where she is. I, and when you think about it, like we're sitting out in the audience, jumping up and down. And after two songs, I'm like, well, I need to sit down and catch my breath. But she's still, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and this was this woman is like almost sixty, and she's still yes. up here just like doing all of this. I love some of the the updated stuff or some of the uh, that that little segment. And that's the way love goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, got till it's gone. Uh, though the the choreography that that they weaved in with that stuff and like the whole microphone thing, microphone stand, like yeah, the kind of temptation funny. type of yeah, yeah, yeah. To give you these fierce eight counts, and then she's like, <laughs> okay, but I still gotta I still gotta finish this song, and get to the next one. So right. I, she wasn't overdoing it, but but she was still letting you know that she could still do it. Right, 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 right. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Control I, was my favorite moment in that show. Um, I just enjoyed the choreography. They were so tight. That was one of the things I loved. Like, give me four tight dancers versus 10 who almost got it. Kimberly? Yeah, well, I was just going to talk about the choreography because, you know, like, you know, having learned it, yeah, you had to, they had to tailor some of it to where, to meet her, like you said, to meet her where she is now. So I found myself doing something like, oh, wait, no, that's changed. That's Mm -hmm. different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, but again, it was, it was subtle and it was perfect for her. And, you know, I was, I thought that Rhythm Nation would have been the one where, you know, the, there would have been more people just coming out just to even do that one piece. But to your point, it went off really, really well with the five of them. And I thought that was awesome that she could still rock it that way with all, I mean, and that here, that ponytail, let me just tell you, doing all <laughs> yeah. that, you know, at, at, you know, Lanel, I'm, I, I'm also, you know, I may have been nine when Rhythm Nation came out, but I am a woman of a certain age. And I, that here, <laughs> when she was going back and forth with it, I was like, honey, child, I'm going to take an Advil for you because that, <laughs> that, now, I'm a- like what kind of anchor is in there what is holding this on yes she is getting it and those moments in the choreography when she interacted with her dancers is something that you don't see often and she was playful and it's you could see that there were times when you know she was just doing it for doing it but there were times when she was like oh no this part is my jam and i'm gonna get into it this is my part Mm -hmm. right here you know so that was really really fun to watch yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. She said that this has been the most fun she's had on any tour since her very first. And that was a little surprising to me. But I think part of the reason she's having fun is because she's totally, uh, pardon the, the pun, but in control. You know, the other tour, she's got record labels to deal with. She's got TV performances and stuff. Doing, and there's a whole lot of moving parts. So she can't mm-hmm. really let loose and have fun. This time, she's like hanging out with the dancers before the show. She never was able to really do that on the bigger tours. So I think that's part of the reason she's having more fun. She loves the people that she's working with. They're working hard, but she doesn't have all those extra external factors like to drive her crazy. Yeah, Fair. I agree. Yeah. Go ahead, Hassan. Yeah, um, yeah was, she was not selling anything. She was doing this, you know, uh, to celebrate her career. So, um, and, I, and I think just also 
you can tell that she was having so much more fun just because of the way for everything wasn't scripted and you know the laughs that she was doing there were different laughs in different parts of the shows and because <laughs> i've seen some shows where yes. you know she's laughing at the exact same spot at the exact same yes part, you know like listen completely... she believes in yeah. choreography okay <laughs> everything will be yeah. choreographed <laughs> yeah and i think i should point out too like this woman has sold out uh, stadium after stadium, you know, 50 years into her career during the same summer that Lizzo is on tour, Beyonce is on tour, Taylor Swift is on tour. You know, there's only so much money to go around, but she still yeah. filled the seats. And I think that says so much about her fan base, but so much about her. And quickly, one other quick thing. I think another thing that's, that makes this tour separate from the other ones is that her son, is there with her with to her. enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. even like in my show, the, the the first show, he was sitting right in the wings and he's been on the wings a lot of the nights. And, you know, she's singing to him and talking to him and blowing kisses to him all through the night and he's just giggling oh. and, hey, mommy. And so I think that's <laughs> a whole level of joy to her as well that she never would have had on yeah. previous tours because he either was too young or not born yet. And I think it's, it's probably really special for her at this moment because he can actually like take in like, wow, like this is what my mommy does. <laughs> like, yeah. she, like, oh, yep. oh, she is her. I didn't know that. She is her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part of me that was a little like that as I was watching her, I got a little sad because it's almost, it feels like it might be the last one. Don't you say it. I don't know. I don't, I, no, I don't. But I, I, you know, the way that she was relaxed and stuff, it it, it sometimes felt like a last hurrah. But and I don't want to accept that at all. It, you're not <laughs> wrong. I prepare myself that any one of them could be the last because like it seems unreasonable for us to keep expecting her to continue. We keep saying 50 years. That's yeah. a long time. Do you want to do your job 50 years? That's a long Hello. time. Hello. Repeat that part for the people in the back. They didn't hear you in the back. It's a long time. So if at any moment she decides that she has had enough, I will be grateful for the time that she has already given us. But I do think that she does seem to be enjoying it. And I think that's what's most important at this point. Because like the woman don't need no money. I feel like she is doing this because she wants to do this. And I, I hope that she's able to do it for as long as she wants to. I actually ended up seeing her the night that Tina Turner passed. And wow. uh just sitting there, it was almost surreal. So I was sitting there with like one of my childhood best friends and it was almost surreal because like I had, I just loved Tina Turner so much. And I know that Janet Jackson loves Tina Turner so much as well. And I, I just remember sitting there and thinking to myself, like when I remember that interview where Janet talked about like, you know, how long might she be performing? And I remember her saying you know, she was about 27 at the time. And she essentially said, like, I just can't imagine that I would perform if at 40. Like, that sounds ridiculous. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? Like, why would I be 40 still doing this? Um, (laughs) And here she is for 57 still doing this. And I just remember thinking about Tina Turner and like, Tina Turner, her show was still amazing into her 70s. And I don't know if that's what Janet wants for her life. But I'm like, we don't have to put a cap on it. Like, she'll put a cap on it. I just felt so grateful in that moment to like be able to share in that space with her doing something that she loves, you know, on a night that was tr- truly tough for a lot of people. I, I will say, um, like, I regarding whether or not um, this, you know, is her final tour or not, um, I, I don't believe it because 
you can go yeah. back to interviews all the way from uh, the Velvet Rope tour, which is like this will probably be my last tour because it's yeah. so <laughs> grueling. You know, should, should mention she loves you know building the tour, but then actually going on tour, and then every, almost every tour she said, "Ah, oh, I don't know if I'll keep touring." I'll do and this again. Here we are, like twenty plus years later, and uh, you know how many more tours later she's still going. You know, and I think the reception for this tour has been like fantastic. Like probably you know better than like her past few tours. So I, I think like that could give her a drive to keep going as well. But I can also see her slowing down because she has a son, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she keeps touring and. Yeah. Thank you for that Hassa, because I, I was a little worried there for a minute. Yeah. Um, and I will say yeah. too, on Hassa's point, I think that this is not the end simply because I don't know if you guys saw on social media, she was a lot more active this time during the tour and um, sharing some clips of behind the scenes and dinners with her dancers and game nights and all of those types of things. And the night where she discovered what snickerdoodle was. Um, but also <laughs> she, she mentioned in one of the final dinners after the tour, you know, she stood up and she gave a speech and uh, she said she had a great time and we should do it again soon and then I, I, I think Gil or someone yeah. said say that part again and she's like let's do it again soon <laughs> so it does yeah. sound like that they are gearing up to do a little more and I think what makes a difference is I'm so glad that she announced you know 30 shows instead of 50 right because she quit while she still had a hunger for it you know right. like mm -hmm. <laughs> so now she can rest and come back excited if that's what she chooses to do versus like go into hibernation for three years because she ran herself into the ground right i don't know if any of you saw but um gil had also posted on his i think stories on his instagram story he basically mentioned how this tour is the light tour like the light version of the tour so uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i saw that i remember that yeah, yeah. so how so you're gonna have me. to see it seven more times <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what if i have to then i have to what i think i have a feeling is um I think it will be like a world tour, but I think she'll be taking her time. She, she wouldn't be doing like a world tour like she usually does where, you know, it's like eight months of nonstop traveling. I, I feel like the legs will have bigger gaps, you know, um, yeah. and maybe they'll have like new music with the new legs, you know. Um, <laughs> Good luck. I, I wish the best for you yeah. in that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was saying she's probably just going to play like little bits of like new music while on tour, and then it's our job to cut and paste that and make a full song. You know, <laughs> someone did online post. Um, I can't remember the name of the song that she was singing, like one verse a night and acting like people should have known it. Like she's holding the microphone up for the audience, like, "Ma'am, we've never heard this song." <laughs> but someone did take like four or five clips and piece them together, uh, so that might exist. Um, Hasa, you had the opportunity to meet Janet Jackson. Tell us yeah. where you oh met her God. and what was that like? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, it was so amazing. Like, uh, uh, um, I'm still smiling about it. It was, I can Portland, hear so the, the smile. Second... I can yeah. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, so the second last uh, show in Portland, that was the first ticket that I got. So that was like the main reason for my trip. And I wasn't really expecting much from the meeting great because I've just heard like other people's stories and it's quite quick, you know? It's like 30, 40 seconds and I'm like, that's okay. I've, you know, I've had little meets with her like in the streets and, you know, after venues 
you know, when she was here. And I just wanted a nice photo with her because I was especially jealous of my fellow Aussie fans that flew up for um, Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they all have like a really lovely photo with her. So I'm like, if I just get like one nice photo. So I'm waiting in line. I'm like the third last person. And as I'm getting there, I'm starting to panic. So I give my um, phone to Tony, her, um, her trainer slash security. Because they take the photo on your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he gives it to someone else, like oh. a, not a woman. Yeah. But um, you, you hand on over your phone. Um, they mention, you know, don't hug her, don't ask for um, autographs, don't ask for like a social media video. Mm-hmm. So they lay down the ground rules. So it's my turn and I go down the curtain and she's just there and she's just like watching you walk up to her, you know, with her like gorgeous <laughs> smile. And it's not helping my anxiety at all. Not hundred percent sure what I said to her at first. I was just basically, oh my god, I'm you know Hassan from Australia, and um, that was amazing. And she saw how nervous I was, and she said to me, she's like, "You want a hug, don't you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'd love a hug. You know, we can go for coffee, <laughs> whatever you want. You know, just." Um, so she gives me like a nice hug, and then from then, like, all the panic that I had just flew away. And then I was able to just tell her how much she means to me, uh, how told her how growing up in a Middle Eastern family and, you know, being LGBTQI and not having a sense of security, being afraid as a teenager and um, having her, like, stand up for the LGBTQI community through her songs and um, interviews uh, really helped me survive in a way where it's like, okay, everyone around me might be anti-gay, but she's... Like, she's there for me, you know. It's mm-hmm. like everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. So, as I said, even though you don't know me, you know, you've been there for me and, you know, I just can't thank you enough for that. And the whole time, like, she had her hand, like, on my, like, shoulder near my heart and mm-hmm. she was just smiling and just, like, nodding and she's like, I hear that, you know. Um, yeah. And then um, just uh, mentioned to her that um, I've got a niece. I said, uh, I've got a niece. Uh, she's Issa's age and she loves uh, watching your videos and I've got her into it. Um, and she's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. So y- you got to bring this tour to Australia so we can go together. And she's like, I might just have to do that. Yeah? <laughs> and then Joey, like her security was like, okay, we're going to take the photo. And I know they take two photos. So we took the one photo and then I said, um, before we take the second photo, can we take a funny photo, something different? And she's got, she's like, uh, what do you have in mind? And I'm like, do you mind if we get Joey to be my bodyguard and he's protecting me from you? Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you know, <laughs> and she just like, she had a big smile and laugh and she's like, Joey, get here. You know, she, we want you to be in the um, photo as well. And he's like, what? He's like, and I'm like, yeah, I uh, want you to have your back towards me and you're uh, protecting me from Janet. Janet's trying to reach out and grab me, you know, and you're pushing <laughs> you away. And he, he didn't get it. And then um, Janet, like, was like, no, no, Joey, like, you, you got to protect him from me. So you're pushing me away. And he pushes her a little bit and, She's like, no, 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 not so hard. You know, you don't have to do it so hard. And I'm like, oh, you know. So you started a fight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, he's only trying to protect me, you know, he's, you know. Um, and, you know, the, the whole time we're just like giggling because it's such a out there like scenario. That's you great. Know? Um, and we're taking like the lady took like a, a, a free photos, but um, it was hard to 
find the photo where we're not all laughing, you know, um, but it still turned out great, you know. And, and the thing is, like, I, I think, like, she really enjoyed that meeting great. Like, it, had, yeah. it was a little bit different for her. As I was walking, as I was walking away, she kept looking at me and, like, smiled and had her hand to her heart, you know. That's so cute. Um, so it was kind of, Aww. yeah. So and, and the whole thing, like, went for, like, about, like, two, three minutes. So I. Um, it sounds like an uh, hour, but I'm glad that you all <laughs> It's like, I'm so excited. You all lived three oh, hours so in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't go to sleep. It was up till like 4 a.m. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, and then. <laughs> yeah. You did a screen like, test yeah. with Janet Jackson? Okay. <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that was just um, an amazing experience. Yeah. And, and the photos came out great. So, I saw one of the photos yeah. online and, and it is exactly as you described and it is perfect. I would have never thought of that. I've not ever yeah. done, I've not ever met Jenna Jackson. I still believe it's going to happen for me, but you've raised, like you've upped the ante. Like I'm already permanently yeah. awkward. So I don't know how this right. is going to work. And it's, it's something, the bar it's something so high. I've had. Yeah. Real high. Because I've got a similar photo um, like that with uh, Macy Gray, which is another singer I really love. Um, yes. And I've always thought like it'd be funny to have like a photo with Janet like that as well. Not that That's I expected great. it to happen. And then in the last few months, I'm like, after I knew I was getting a meeting great, I'm like, what if I just ask? You know, yes. just, just just yeah. ask. And at worst, I'll say no, and I'll have an extra two seconds with her saying no. You know, <laughs> um, but, I love that. It worked out well. You know, and then the next day at the Seattle concert, um, you know, because I was like, uh, I think like third row, she spotted me straight away and like had like a big smile. And that's whatnot. fantastic. Oh, yay! Yeah, I love that. So much. That. And, yes, that's so amazing. Yeah. I'm over here smiling like and, I was there. I was. <laughs> yeah. Um. After the Seattle concert, um, there was an after party from DJ Active. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, let me just go there, you know, with some like, Janet friends, you know, not expecting Janet to show up. So I stayed for, for maybe an hour. And as I was about to leave, DJ Active starts playing a Janet song. And I'm like, well, it'll be rude for me to leave now. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I'm so glad I did because... Um, he played two Janet songs in a row and then I'm like, okay, I'm really going now. And I actually left the club. And as I left the club, these two big black cars just had arrived and Joey came out of the, um, the car. And I'm like, oh. like if Joey's here, Janet's here. You you look, yes, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. look at God. Uh, I'm like to the bouncer. I'm like, oh my God, I chose like the worst time to leave. And he's like, well, you can still come back in. You know, I'm like, oh, thank you. You know? Mm -hmm. um so uh, i went in and uh there's like a corner right where it's kind of uh, roped off and her and her crew were there and and then there were fans on the other side of the rope and as soon as she saw me she like smiled and recognized who i was um gave me like a little love and whatnot That's so cute um oh, yeah and, I know. and then and then this is sickeningly was, adorable I just don't know yeah. how much more I can take. <laughs> I am and, loving this story. Keep going. Me too. Keep going. I'm like completely enthralled. So everyone was, including me, I, I was guilty of it as well, um, taking photos of her and like video. Uh, when she saw me filming, she signaled to put it down. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then she just like smiled and put her hand in her heart. She's like, thank you so much. I appreciate that, you know? Um, so the rest of the time, I, I didn't like film her or um, take a photo and, I haven't posted it just because she said she didn't want it to be filmed. So I thought I'd respect that. 
she was there for maybe like an hour and a half, you know, and we're just like chilling. I mean, I'm, I, of course I'm behind the rope, but for like an hour and a half, you know, she's doing her thing, but still looking back at me and giving me like little winks and nods and, you know, <laughs> oh, when I'm dancing, you know. You're killing yeah. me. Of, of course, I'm trying not to make it weird and I'm not looking at her the whole time. And I'm like also chatting to like her dancers as well and other people and, um, I, you know, just dancing along to songs as well. And she'll see me dancing and she'll kind of like mimic what I'm doing. And, you know, it was just oh the cutest God. thing, you know. And then they went into another room and we all went outside waiting for her. Um, but then, yeah, it was like such a great experience. Like, Something I'll never forget, obviously. Yeah. I love everything Neither will about we. that. Neither will for we. You. Right. I love Neither will we. I feel like that. I was there with you. I know. I, know. <laughs> I love that story. Paint, yes, you painted such yeah. a perfect picture. I was like, well, I was next to Hasa on the other side of the road. <laughs> well, that really is it for us for now. If you need more Janet Jackson, and honestly, there isn't anyone who doesn't need more Janet Jackson, subscribe to our Janet Jackson podcast, Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or many other favorite podcast providers and social media at Janet Jackson Pod. And also, if you are already a subscriber of this podcast, please leave us a comment wherever you are listening. Your comments and likes help other people find us. Yes, please leave us a comment on iTunes if you can, even if you've listened elsewhere. Our intro and outro music is provided by Good For You by THBD. It's licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Is there anything anyone wants to share? I can share. I'll tell you about the very first time that I met her. At the okay. hour, and I'll try to keep it. It may, it may not be as exciting as the story that we just heard. Her talk, <laughs> but, um, but it was still fun. I'm so, sure. I was a student at Pepperdine, like I said earlier, where I <laughs> went to school because she said, you know, that's where she was going. I know, this is crazy. And so this is after control. It was the Thanksgiving weekend of uh, 1987. And New Edition was on tour. New Edition, Bobby Brown and Albie Shore. And a friend of mine that I went to, you might know her, the actress Kim Fields, who played Tootie and Regine. Of course, on, we um, know Kim yeah. Fields. She's so, my favorite Kim. person. Okay, so Kimmy, Kimmy and I have been friends since college because we went to school. She did go to Pepperdine, so and so did Montel Jordan. But we all went to school together. But anyway, so Kimmy invited me to the New Edition concert and another friend of ours who was also a student at Pepperdine. So she, I met my my grandparents live not too far from the arena. She picked us up in this limo, this stretch limo. We go there, and we we go into the Forum Club, which is like a backstage private club in the arena, and. Regina King, yeah, she was on 227 back then. As soon as we get out the car, she's there. She's snapping pictures with us and chatting or whatever. So we get inside, and there's, there's, a, bunch of, there's a bunch of celebrities there. And um, we're sitting there, and the room is packed. And my friend, not Kim, but the, our, our other friend, my other friend Sherry, who was with us, grabs my hand. And as soon as she did it, I knew. I was like, I said, I said, I said, don't you, I thought she's in here, isn't she? I'm saying this to myself. I said, okay, this, I know this means Janet's in here. <laughs> and uh, turn and then sure enough I'm like that's Janet and Renee and I'm like okay now I cannot freak out because I'm with Kim because that would look super stupid <laughs> so I was like okay now we got to figure this out because you know people are kind of swarming over to her and all that stuff but people are swarming Kim too and so I I, I said oh Kim I, I said Kim there's your friend uh, Janet isn't it and she's like, <laughs> your friend and so, yeah and so she waves and they wave and she waves them over Janet and Renee wave us over 
to their they were going to this table so they wave us over to this table and we're literally all just sitting at this table and this was in between the sets so Albie Short already performed Bobby Brown did not perform that night and we were still waiting for new edition to go on so in between those while they were setting up the stage we're all sitting in the form club it's it's me Kim Janet Renee and my friend Sherry at this table and just Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. And I, and I told her, you know, I, I go to Pepperdine with Kim. I met her. I mean, I went there because of you, all this stuff. And mm -hmm. it was just you like the most. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. That that's literally my her. favorite thing about you. I, I'm that forever. I love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, who does that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we got to take a bunch of pictures with her. And then we all went back, we went backstage where Albie Shore was and, and we met backstage and saw a new audition before they went on stage and stuff and took a bunch of pictures and stuff. And then they just, you know, dispersed. And I didn't see her again until many moons later. But I got a ton of Janet stories, but that one is just a lot of fun because it was really the first time I really got to just sit down and be like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting at a table with Janet. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, one other quick thing. When we got ready to yes. walk back to go backstage, I mean, to go meet me new edition. We all stopped at the restroom, right? Because we know nobody knew how long they were going to be out there. And there was literally the guys. Me, Renee, and I were in the urinals, and these guys, oh are, I mean, are literally coming all swarming around us. I was like, um, uh, I'm trying to urinate. So like, <laughs> are you guys with Janet and Kim? And and, 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 and what, how do you know? And what, you know, it was all this. And so I go back out, and my friend Sherry, uh, who was who went in the ladies' room with Kim and Janet. I was like, Sherry, I said, Sherry, you won't believe what just happened. These guys were just awesome. Like, we couldn't even be. She was like, child, you should have been in the women's restroom, honey. They were <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Janet couldn't. They, they were like, they were pulling wow. the soap out for her. They were turning the water on for Kim. They were trying to polish her <laughs> shoes. They were I was <laughs> it was just utter chaos. I was like, now nah, I really wish I could have been in that bathroom that night. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Oh my God, that's great. <laughs>